Welcome everyone to season three of Unlocking the Doors of Dementia with Lauren. I am Lauren, your host. And today I have a very special guest, Hillary Loftus with the Help Our Wounded Foundation. Hillary, welcome. Thank you. She is wonderful. Hillary is the healthcare education director for the Howell Foundation, a 501c nonprofit located in Delray Beach, Florida. Howe's mission is to help those with neurological impairments by advocating for and helping to access hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Wow. Hillary also has her own consulting group that helps medically directed HBOT facilities expand their practice and help more patients. Hillary's background in sports education and development, as well as marketing and business with a bachelor's in psychology and her past experience as a soccer and baseball mom has <laughs> proved helpful with her clients, especially in launching the new concussed student athlete and concussed equestrian programs for the Howe Foundation this year. Wow, Hillary, we have a lot to talk about this hour. Sounds one, great. I'm excited. One, yes, I am too. Mm-hmm. And I know that my listeners are, I know that I think I shared with you Hyperbaric chamber therapy has come up many times during my support group meetings over the last several years. So can you just kind of tell us what is HBOT? What 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 is it? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, Lauren. And it's good to hear that it's come up in, in your support groups because a lot of people don't even know about it. So HBOT stands for hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And what it is, is it is 100% medical grade oxygen under pressure. So the air that we breathe is only 20% oxygen. And our bodies love oxygen. We need it in order to survive and um, and, um, function efficiently. So this is five times the amount of oxygen in the air that we breathe, which our cells love, uh, the cells in all all the different parts of our bodies, including our brain. And it's under pressure. It's under one and a half to two times atmospheric pressure. So it's the same pressure if you're snorkeling or scuba diving and you're underwater anywhere between 16 and 33 feet. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But but when you're in the chamber, yeah. I've, I've been in the chamber twice for okay. two different diagnoses. One was a very, very mild concussion. And then the second was just recently when I had um, uh, I had a, a <laughs> I had an accident playing pickleball and I fractured my hip and I had to have a hip replacement. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, two months ago, and I had five sessions of hyperbaric to accelerate that healing, which it really did. Really? Wait, wait, oh yes. How, how? Okay. So how does it accelerate the healing? The the that oxygen that we normally don't have? Yeah. Yeah. So the oxygen, you know, just normally our cells, the oxygen is helping to clean out our cells, get rid of toxins, you know, keep us going. 
And we're using, you know, 100% of that oxygen, our bodies are. But if there is an injury, say, in the brain, um, and our brains are real oxygen hogs, if you will, they require 20% of our body's oxygen when everything's going well to function, you know, when there are no neurological issues. However, when there are neurological issues, they require a lot more oxygen. Mm-hmm. So that's how the 100% oxygen under pressure is able to help the brain recover. So what it does, what the HBOT or hyperbaric oxygen therapy does is it reduces inflammation. Okay. So, you know, when there's an injury, whether it's a wound in your brain tissue or a wound in your leg tissue, say a diabetic non-healing wound, that's one of the applications that hyperbaric oxygen therapy is paid for by insurance. It's used to heal that wound. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so that was one of my questions. We're getting kind of, Mm -hmm. we're all over the place, but, but very interesting. So insurance, it's covered by insurance. Well, it's covered for 14 diagnoses. Okay. But including diabetic non-healing wounds, radiation necroses, carbon monoxide poisoning, um, osteomyelitis, a number of other things. Yeah. Serious issues. However, it's not covered at this time yet for brain injuries. Why, why, why do you think that is? Well, you know, it's um, a lot of it is um, because it, uh, people aren't really educated about it. You know, the, in the medical community, hyperbaric oxygen therapy really isn't covered very much in medical school, hardly at all. So a lot of doctors don't even... You know, they're not aware, they don't know about it. So what I do in my work is I look for those very well-respected patient-centered doctors Mm -hmm. who are already using hyperbaric oxygen therapy with their patients or who've heard of it and are interested in it. And I I look to work with them, you know, to spread the word because there's there's so much evidence out there now and so much research that's been done that shows it is effective. And I've... (laughs) met in my past um, a little more than five years working in the field, a number of people that have been treated very effectively um, for their brain injuries. Wow. Okay. So as you know, I'm a dementia practitioner and I have heard of hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapy. Some have used for people with dementia early, Mm -hmm. early, early onset. Yes. Yeah, it's very effective. So the mechanism that started to say, so it reduces inflammation Mm -hmm. in a wound, whether it's, you know, the tissue in your brain or the tissue in your leg, or even that's how it helped accelerate the healing in my leg inside, you know, because you had to stitch together muscle and, and stuff like that. So it accelerates the healing by getting rid of inflammation. It also awakens the stunned mitochondria in the brain or, or you know, in, in, in cells. So the mitochondria, if there's um, an incident, and I'm going to talk mostly about the brain right now because I know that better than wound healing, but I believe there's some activity in, in um, wound healing that uh, where the, the mitochondria is awakened. But anyway, in the brain, so when you have a concussion or an impact or something um, or a stroke, a lot of the cells are just killed. Mm -hmm. from that impact. They're gone. Nothing you can do about those. 
But around the dead cells, there are a um, there's like a circle of sleeping of cells that are stunned. They're just stunned, and apparently they can stay that way for a long time. I mean, months or even years. So the application of all this oxygen awakens the mitochondria in these stun cells, and then they can go back to doing their job, whether it's speech or vision or mood or balance or hearing, whatever it is. So those are two mechanisms. Another mechanism is that it creates new capillaries and blood vessels. So to bring uh, more nutrients to the tissue. Okay. Tissues. It awakens or it promotes the body's stem cell production. It up levels the body's stem cell production huh. as well. So, stem cells, as you probably know, are those, you know, kind of magic cells that we have a lot of when we're young and they, you know, help us grow and learn and keep our, our organs functioning optimally. And as you grow older, you don't have as many stem cells. A lot of doctors down here are using uh, stem cells to help with, you know, knee repair and hip repair, orthopedic implants to help them recover faster. And the stem cells can turn into anything. They can turn into new brain tissue. So that's another way that it helps. And then another mechanism is that it increases your body's ability to fight infection. Mm-hmm. So it increases your white blood cell count. So for dementia, really, you know, it's more the the vascular dementia. It's really more that the capillaries and the blood vessels, I would say, in reducing the inflammation that come okay. into play. Okay. So it doesn't, it's, it's obviously, it's not a cure for memory loss. Well, you know, we can't really or, say cure. Or, yeah. Okay. Or yeah. slow it down. Right. But what we can do is look at studies and and see what the application of hyperbaric oxygen therapy has helped improve in vascular dementia versus people that haven't had that. Uh One of the the, uh, top gurus in the world, one of the um, I'm not a clinician, um, but I work, I work with a lot of clinicians. And my father was actually the first cardiovascular surgeon uh, in Stanford, Connecticut. Really? Oh wow. Yeah, back in the day when the heart was the, the big frontier and, you know, so yeah, now it's all about the brain. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, right. it's really fun. It is. All um, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So the top guru in the field of hyperbarics, I would say, is um, his name is Dr. Shai Afrati, E-F-R-A-T-I, and he's um, an internist. Uh, he's also a researcher. And he's also a professor. And so he's based out of Israel. And they've been treating um, 250 patients a day for a variety of diagnoses with hyperbarics with a long wait list. And he just opened up a clinic called the Aviv Clinic in the villages here in Florida, which is up near Orlando. And so they use it for, you know, anti-aging or healthy aging and Reducing uh, dementia is is part of you know what he does, and if you Google him on YouTube, you yeah, can yeah. see he has a lot of lectures, so people can learn about that. I'm definitely going to do that. You know, I have to 
have to share with you, Hillary, yesterday in my uh, support group, I was sharing with everyone that you're going to be on the show today, right? Mm -hmm. And to my surprise, one of my uh, support group attendees who's, who's been with my group for quite some time now says, oh yeah, we, we have a hyperbaric chamber here in my home. We're like, what? <laughs> you know? And uh, she showed it to us, you know, obviously uh, via video on, on from her phone. And I guess uh, her husband has been using it because he is a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And and he's been using it for for quite some time, like an hour, a couple times a week. It's very it was very interesting. I mean, we were all just like amazed. It was pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason, so to speak. Like you and I meeting, and then learning mm-hmm. that uh, one of my support group attendees has in fact been using hyperbaric yeah. oxygen it's- therapy. Interesting. Yeah. And there are, um, I would say that's probably a soft shell chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was made mm-hmm. out of canvas or something and mm-hmm. something like right. that. Yeah. But I have a yeah. question. I have a question. How do you feel after, like after okay. you have a treatment? What's that feeling yeah. like? Yes. So I've only experienced medical grade oxygen hyperbaric oxygen therapy in a hard shell chamber. Okay. There's okay. a monoplace or multi-place hard shell. So monoplace, it's one person at a time. It's this big uh, tube, the executive director of how she calls it a human gerbil tube. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's that hard plastic yeah. and it's, it's round, but you can, I like it because you can move, you can see everything. I don't, you know, you don't get claustrophobia and I don't, like I do an MRI. I can yeah. barely, you know, I need help with an yeah. MRI. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So that's a mono place, you know, hard shell chamber where we have hundred uh, percent medical grade oxygen. And then there's a multi-place or anywhere from two to I think maybe there's 24. They look like, it looks like a van, a small room, and they pump it full of, you know, oxygen and everybody wears a hood with, with 100% oxygen. That's how they inhale it. Um, oh, they, okay. Yeah, they pressurize the chamber and then they put on like a helmet kind of thing or? Correct, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Huh. And yeah, and then the ones at home, the soft shell, usually they just use ambient air and it's pressurized only up to 1.3 ATA. Medical grade starts at 1.5. But the thing is, our bodies love oxygen so much. They respond even to ambient air under a slight amount of pressure because under pressure, it breaks the oxygen molecules down, you know, smaller than normal. So they, they will be absorbed into our plasma. Normally, the oxygen molecules attach to our red blood cells and it goes through our bloodstream. But only so much can attach. But when the molecules are compressed, they can travel freely throughout the, the plasma and all of that and our, our, affect our whole body. So even ambient air under 1.3 pressure will affect people in a positive way. Huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I kind of think like after a, a treatment, you kind of maybe feel like you're 
euphoric feeling no well you know it's interesting the first time it's um the first time in the you know that i work with there's a technician there's six chambers in the facility that how foundation partners with and there's a technician between each chamber and they're watching you especially the first time you know you have to get cleared by a doctor and they have to see all your medical records you have to wear cotton scrubs no makeup no moisturizer no deodorant no jewelry yeah, you can't bring anything in with you. It's 100% oxygen. So, you know, flammable, right? Right, right. obviously. So lighting a cigarette. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, not even a cell phone or anything. Wow. Um, so safety is a big factor. Um, that's, you know, important. And so the first time I did it, I just felt relaxed because you're in there for an hour and 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 10 minutes to get you to pressure, and then... You lie there for an hour, watch TV. It's hooked up to a TV. You can see it outside and it's mic'd so you can hear. And then when I got out, and that's 10 minutes um, back up to pressure, and you feel the pressure in your ears. You can tell if you're being pressurized or not. Mm-hmm. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, like being on an airplane. Right, you know? yeah. And and it's just the 10 minutes. And um, so then afterwards, they're like, how are you feeling? I'm like, great. You know, just relax. I'm not used to watching daytime TV, <laughs> you know, and uh, that was kind of fun. And um, the second day when I was lying in there, I was, I started getting really hungry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And when I got out, they're like, how do you feel? I said, um, I feel good, but I am starving. And they started laughing. And I said, well, what's so funny? And they said, you're one of those. And I said, one of what? <laughs> and <laughs> They said, well, some people, it affects them. They get a lot of energy and they get really hungry. Oh. Yep. And then some people, they get really tired. They feel really tired. And in talking to the um, the veterans that we've treated and um, some of the other people, it's about half and half. But that that night after my second treatment, I slept like a baby and I do not normally sleep that easily. Uh-huh. So I attribute that to, because, you know, as you age, you accumulate more inflammation, right? Right. And right. I, I think that's part of what, you know, people keep, makes us lighter sleepers and keeps us up sometimes at night. So I attributed it to starting to reduce the inflammation in my body. And it was like that every day. And I had a great amount of energy. I mean, honestly, I felt a good 20 years younger. Wow. Yeah. If not even 25 years younger. And as a, <laughs> it was great. And as a matter of fact, I had I just started running as a way to lose weight because I'd gained um, 10 pounds the first year I moved to Florida because there's so much good food around here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and I don't even like to run, but I thought, oh, I'm going to have to do this. So um, I take in this couch to 5K program, training program, and I was supposed to run a 5K that weekend, but I hadn't had time to practice because of the hyperbaric, you know, took some Mm -hmm. time and I'm working and everything. And so I asked the technicians, I said, I don't know if I should do this 5K. I mean, you can walk and run, but, you know, over over 60 and never running before. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wasn't sure if I'd be up for it. And so they said, no, you'll be fine. This, you know, helps rejuvenate you. 
And I was fine. And I ran at least as much as I thought I would be running. Wow. Yeah. When I was starting to train for it, you know, when I yeah. did have time to train. So that was exciting. So this time with the the wound, and it was three years ago that I was in the chamber for the first time for the little, you know, mild concussion. I mean, it probably, I didn't even have it diagnosed because I, I didn't want to go to the ER. It was, I didn't even hit my head, but I had a an accident where it was somebody hit me and my body did go back and forth like that. So I knew that my, I got a really bad headache afterwards and I never got headaches and it lasted for a while. And so that's why, I mean, not a, not a migraine, but I just had a headache and I don't yeah. normally get them. So our executive director said, well, let's, you know, get you in there, which was, which was great. Yeah. Your, your head doesn't even have to, there doesn't even have to be an impact, just even like a whiplash That's thing. Going, right. Back and forth. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cause our brains are little soft jelly, you know, like egg yolks, right. Yeah. <laughs> Inside our hard head, you know, anytime there's, it goes, there's like a whiplash kind of thing or a back and forth, your brain's bouncing off that skull. And if it's enough motion, cells, your neurons are going to be twisted or torn and mm. um, yeah, or broken. So that's how that happens. But wow. so the second, yeah, the second time I was in the chamber for, for my leg, um, which was just recently, and I was at a deeper level because they treat, they treat wounds at 2.0 and they treat concussions at 1.5. That's a protocol. It's, nice. you know, normally used. So I didn't really notice a big difference. I mean, I, I noticed after the third day, I got off the pain medication. That's oh, kind of one of the reasons. Cool. Oh. Yeah, I went and I wasn't limping anymore after the fourth day. Um, it just, you know, I could I could wear sneakers and tie my shoelaces. I, mean, I couldn't do that before. I couldn't bend over because of the pain. Oh, and I could sleep in any position I wanted, um, not wow. just on my back. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. After a hip replacement. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Incredible. So how, how expensive is this treatment? Mm -hmm. So the average is about 250 or I'd say, you know, it's, it's depending upon where you go. This is for medical grade oxygen yeah. therapy. Yeah. Um, and it has, it's at an independent facility because the hospitals can only treat a paid for by insurance. Right. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, the hospital treatments, I think it's like 1,200 sessions. It's, I mean, everything in the hospital, there are all these fees. Things are very expensive. So for independent facilities, it's maybe between $125 and $300 a session. Okay. That's not yeah. That's not too no, bad. It's, it really isn't. And I mean, the fact is that, you know, the outcomes are excellent from everything that I've seen and all the people that I've worked with and, and, you know, on my own, on my own body yeah. and people that have suffered for years, a lot of the veterans we've treated have been on so many medications and they haven't been able to sleep. I mean, they say like, this is the first time I've slept in seven or eight years. They can't sleep. They can't wow. sleep through the night and they're already on all these medications and they're depressed and, you know, suicidal, some of them. And we know, you know, about the rate of suicide for veterans. So, so this takes them off the medications. Okay, I was about to ask that. So the hyperbaric oxygen therapy, 
was that successful where the vets were able to either reduce or discontinue medications? Yes, absolutely. I mean, in every every case. um, Wow. Yeah, through the Howe Foundation. It's it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. And actually, there was just a bill signed into law, I think a couple months ago, a federal bill for veterans, giving all the veterans in our country mandating that it um, it needs to be available to all the veterans in our country for post-traumatic stress. So that's a huge step because when I started in it five years ago, there was not a state in our country that approved of or that that yeah. um, um, advocated for hyperbaric oxygen therapy for the veterans. Um, as of this summer, I think there were eight or ten. So that's in five years, and then this federal bill was passed. Wow, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, it is. And actually, if any of your listeners or supporters are veterans and they live, you know, near Indiana or they have, you know, um, um, I think it's Gulf War veterans. I think they're looking for Gulf War veterans. There's a study right now in Indiana going on and they need, last I checked, they need, I think, 34 more veterans to be treated. So it's 40 sessions of hyperbarics, you know, completely free. It's covered. They don't have to pay anything. And they just, you know, are doing a study. They're providing evidence that it actually works. Wow. Wow. Now, what about, okay, so I know you work with athletes. So professional athletes, obviously football players, and we have a common friend, George Visser, right? Yes, yes. NFL player who has suffered, who traumatic, who has traumatic brain injury from playing football. Do you treat a lot of professional athletes with, with this therapy? Yes. Well, we treated, um, you know, that the, it was started, how foundation was started for veterans. We're only seven years old, but yes, we have uh, treated some, you know, retired NFL players, nobody with a serious, you know, history as George. Yeah. And he is really, you know, the, the poster man for how hyperbarics can help a very serious, severe brain yeah, injury. He, he is, he is. Yeah. He's a great and yeah, yeah. And I mean, he had to get a lot of treatments, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think he had 200 or 220, yeah. something like that. Right. But you know what, if it works, who cares? Yeah. Um, and he's had to spend a lot of money on treatments that didn't work before he found hyperbarics. Yeah. And I have another question for you, Hillary. So my daughter, who who I adopted from Armenia when she was an infant, hmm. um, we knew she was born premature. After I brought her home after two weeks of having her home with me, I learned that she has cerebral palsy. And she, uh, Ari, she cannot sit up, walk, hmm. talk, or feed oh. herself, but she does not have a cognitive impairment. She's like... Oh like us. She's a okay. typical 20-year-old and she uses a, a adaptive device to talk and, and eye gaze, okay? Mm-hmm. But what it, what about hyperbaric oxygen therapy for, for her? Yeah. Is it, it's too late it now, right? Uh, I'm not, you know, a clinician, but I do, I can tell you that the facility we partner with does treat a number of cerebral palsy patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they're sent over from Italy. 
Um, there's one region in Italy where this doctor is engineered, you know, he loves hyperbaric oxygen therapy, but they, I don't know, they don't have the facilities there, I guess. And so he looked for a place in the United States where he could bring them that their region will pay for it. And um, so they ended up choosing the facility that Howe Foundation partners with because it uh, was the first JCO certified independent hyperbaric oxygen therapy facility in our country. So they're very, very good. They've been around for like 15 years, but I know for a fact that they do. And I, it works very well as an accelerant to whatever else um, is going on there. Yeah. Like, you know, physical therapy, speech therapy, right. occupational right. therapy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it works. It's a, it's a very good accelerant. So I would definitely look into that, Lauren, yeah. if I were you. Yeah, I, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm going to actually. When after I brought her home, I mean, I. I think I. I had her. I was taking her to like 13 different appointments a, a week between physical therapy, occupational therapy. She did uh, the horseback riding therapy. Oh yeah, that's um, great. The therapy. Yeah, I mean, aquatic riding. therapy. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I, good. Good for you. I just thought I'd ask you that. I was just a little curious. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's probably a, a really good time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. So tell us, um, tell, mm-hmm. tell us about your programs. And you have mm-hmm. several programs going on, right? Right. So you asked about athletes before. And one of the doctors that I um, connected with um, a little over three years ago, um, she was uh, based in Northbrook, Illinois. She's a general surgeon. Her name is Dr. Daphne Denham. And she has six kids. They're all student athletes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> busy lady, right? Oh, I can just laugh at that one. Wow. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. <laughs> and um, she discovered, so she knew about hyperbarics, you know, being a general surgeon, use it, you know, heal wounds and, and, you know, diabetic non-healing wounds, all that. And uh, she'd had some brain in her residency. She, uh, you know, went through, she learned a lot about the brain. She was very interested in it. So she discovered when one of her daughters had a volleyball concussion that she popped the, the kid in the hyperbaric chamber first thing the next morning and it was bad concussion. And she said that after just one session, her daughter said she felt so much better and she wanted to go back and play again. Wow. And yeah. Hmm. So I think she gave her another session just to make sure. And then she's like, mom, I'm fine. So she, you know, started doing that with her daughter's teammates. And she um, discovered that um, if you get a concussion into a hyperbaric chamber within a week of the injury, when all the inflammation is very fresh, uh-huh. you know, it's running around, but it's very fresh. It hasn't had a chance to really settle in all those chemicals and do any of you right. know damage or rewire the brain, have the brain rewire in crazy ways. Mm-hmm. So when she told me that, I was blown away because all I'd heard before that was 40 sessions, maybe 20 sessions, but 40 sessions was a typical protocol which costs a lot more than, you know, three sessions. Sure. So, and with it, with it not being paid for by insurance, I'm thinking that makes it so much more accessible because if it's, you know, what parent can't scrape up, you know, 700 bucks or 600 bucks 
for their kid to help them recover from a concussion right away, rather than seeing them have issues for years and maybe get another concussion, which will can have very serious tragic consequences if you get another concussion before your first concussion isn't healed. So I was very excited. And I just want to share it with all the student athletes in our country and all the, the sports yeah. parents in our country. So I developed a program called Concussed Student Athletes. And, and the same thing, well, I'll talk about the equestrians in a sec. I have um, a team of really bright, motivated, great college interns. And uh, we actually have three teams. I recruited them for social media and uh, grant research and writing and sports ambassadors to help with the concussed student athlete program. Each, you know, some of the sports ambassadors work in the grant program and some of them work in the social media. Mm -hmm. So we've uh, been able to get grants for, um, to treat so far, 18 uh, concussed student athletes within a week of their injury. Wow. Yeah. So an average of three sessions. And we're looking to get more funding, too, because, you know, there, there, there are even um, college athlete, high school athletes or college athletes that started playing when they were eight. Maybe they started playing peewee football and you know, by the time they're in high school, they've already had a number of concussions. So your program, is it is it just for the state of Florida or is it? Right, for- right now it's for the state of Florida. Yeah. But, you know, we uh, and the, the, the grant was written for, you know, the state of for actually South Florida. But I mean, we would like to get it established and working well, and then it can absolutely be replicated. in other parts of the country. It would be wonderful to do that. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, you know, (laughs) I know you've been working. (laughs) I know. Exactly. It's, you know, it's always, it's progress, right? This year, because of COVID, um, it's always challenging Uh, uh, to introduce something new anyway, right? Absolutely. Yes. So this year, yeah, because of COVID, I mean, there, there are colleges that said they were interested and, but now they're they're so busy, um, you know, with new protocols and trying to decide, can we have a game or a practice even yeah. this weekend or tomorrow? Or does somebody on in the group have COVID and we have to shut it down or on the other team? So they're so busy dealing with that. It's it's a lot more effort than, you know, you can imagine to 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 make contact. But we are making progress. And we do have a test. Uh, we have uh, been able to treat we just got the money and I think it was August um, um, and maybe it was a little sooner, but um, we just got really everything set up in August and we did treat a concussed student athlete in September, two sessions. She was a diver and she made a bad dive off of her 30 meter, I'm, I'm sorry, 30 feet, <laughs> 10 <laughs> meter board. <laughs> and she had some uh, injury to her neck and she had bad concussion. So but she heard about, her mother heard about us and we were able to give her two sessions within a week. And she improved, the physical therapist said 50% in one day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And her team physician was so happy with her progress and cleared her to, um, you know, to, to be able to compete again. 
in January this month. I need to follow up and see how her yeah, how her she, competitions are going. Yeah, how everything's going. I mean, I followed up a couple of times and we have testimonials from them too, from both her and her mother saying how, you know, how what she was like before and what she was like after just the two sessions. Incredible. So tell yeah. us uh, a little bit about your equestrian program. Mm-hmm. So Concost Equestrian Program is similar, except that equestrians, you know, they're athletes as well. And the culture, traditional culture with athletes is just, oh, we're fine, you know, just suck it up. It was just a little ding. Um, We just want to compete with our team or compete with our horse and, you know, get back to get back on the horse and you know, there's this big uh, show jumping competition this weekend and we're fine. We can do it. But as we've all learned over the past, you know, five to 10 years, that doesn't work out so well in the long run. So we're trying to educate people on concussion awareness. What are the symptoms of a concussion? If you get a head injury, if you fall off the horse or something happens, you know, to a groom or something in the stall, the horse freaks out for some reason and the, you know, that something happens uh, where there's a fall or, or a head injury to pay attention to that, to tell somebody. And since there's this um, treatment, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, that if you can get treated within a week of the injury when the ox- um, inflammation is still fresh, you, many people have recovered and you may recover in an average of only three sessions. So equestrians usually need more treatments because they've, they're usually older. I mean, you know, um, as a professional uh, or, you know, really high competition amateur riders or at least high school, college adults, a lot of them are, you can ride, you know, I think there's some 58, I think is one of the older riders age. Um, Yeah. Who's very, you know, the top high level of their, their game. I think in the Olympics, uh, there, there've been riders in their Mm fifties. We're talking show jumping. Uh, The two most concussion heavy riding sports are show jumping where they jump over the, you know, the high uh, jumps and then polo also because they're going very fast and it's kind of like football in a way or yeah. there's soccer on horseback and, right. and there are those mallets and those balls that are hard. So we're just trying to educate them and we just did get a little bit of money um, from Great Charity Challenge um, for our, our volunteers. They had a special um, contest where if your volunteers make a one minute video talking about your mission and why they like working with you, then you'll be eligible to get a $2,000 grant. And our volunteers, our wonderful interns did. And so we got a $2,000 grant. So that's enough money to help maybe for acutely concussed equestrians that haven't had a lot of concussions before that. Mm. So we're going to, and we test them ahead of time. And then afterwards, so we're going to, you know, it's all step by step and we're going to see how that, that works. You know, if we see positive outcomes that way, um, we have treated the equestrians, we've treated equestrians with very positive outcomes with 40 sessions and also with 20 sessions. Um, And one equestrian who did have a lot of concussions, he said he felt relief after eight sessions. Um, That's all he had time for. 
he was a jockey. Those people, those, <laughs> those jockeys, they don't take any time yeah. off whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. But he's coming back in for 40 sessions because he, that, that's what the doctor said he really needs. So. Very, very educational. Mm-hmm. Thank this, you. I mean, this is really amazing work that, that you are doing. Yeah. And I'm so happy that, that we met. You know? Thank you, Lauren. Me too. And, yeah. and, I, and I look forward to having, uh, having you back on the show and um, hear how, how your programs are doing. Excellent. Anything that I can do to support you. Thank uh, you. Feel comfortable. Um, but really just uh, amazing to hear about hyperbaric oxygen therapy and that a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. They really do not know how it, how effective it, it is. Exactly. uh, This morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know about it and to know that if, you know, they have had it and they've had, you know, say longstanding injury, chronic injury or problems, and they only had a few sessions and they didn't feel any difference. Mm -hmm. Well, that they should get more. It's just, it's kind of like anti, you know, antibiotics or certain medications that have to build up in your system. Yeah, You know, if you take, if you have a serious uh, infection and you just take a couple of them, it's not going to do anything. But, um, you know, you really have to take the course, whatever is prescribed by a hyperbaric oxygen therapy physician as your treatment. That's what yeah. you need to do. And, and I also found it, I mean, I'm not surprised by what, what you shared regarding, you know, how doctors are not they don't know much about hyperbaric oxygen therapy or mm-hmm. maybe a lot of doctors don't believe in this type of therapy because it's viewed as an alternative therapy, like a holistic a mm-hmm. holistic therapy. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that or? Yeah, I, definitely you see that. And I, I mean, coming from my background, from a medical yeah. family, and yeah. as I said, we, we work, you know, just with medical grade oxygen. I like to keep it more on a medical framework. Ah, so, okay. uh, you know, this is a great opportunity to help spread the word um, to any physicians that might be listening or any of your listeners can go back to their doctors and tell them about what they heard. And if the, their doctors say, oh, no, you know, that's hogwash, there isn't any research, please contact me because I have a lot of medical research that I can send them. Wonderful. Well, I will definitely yeah. do that. I will definitely share that your good words uh, with my uh, supporters and, and listeners. Thank you. And again, thank you for, for being on, on the show, my first show of 2021. That's exciting. Yay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good way to kick off 2021, having, having you on. And again, thank you. And Thanks, I look forward to having you back. And for everybody else out there, you know what I'm going to say. Don't get blinded by those chandeliers. (laughs) See you next time.